It is 5.05, hour two, a great day for talk radio. Our panel coming up, and uh, we'll be joined by Sherry DeNovo, Michael Giles, and John Capobianco. As a matter of fact, Sherry is in the green room. She's here early. You know, she's always raring to go. Former NDP MPP down there at the legislature, and uh, no doubt will want to weigh in as to how the Ford government is operating early in their mandate. Uh, having announced earlier today, by the way, that... Uh, the Drive Clean program used to cost us 35 bucks, and the Liberals brought it down to 30 and then it was being subsidized by the government. But uh, Doug Ford says the war on the car, the family car, is now over. Drive Clean was created almost 20 years ago. But 20 years later, the family car now creates much less pollution. So Drive Clean has outlived its usefulness. All right. Well, you see, and... Props to Doug. I mean, he's uh, moving things forward in a commonsensical kind of a way. Promises made, promises kept. (laughs) I would suggest unto you that that is exactly how the man is fulfilling his mandate. He also said the province is open for business, and uh, he's for the people. And that does include, of course, small business. We talked, uh, I guess it was yesterday, Jocelyn Bamford with concerned manufacturers in the province and small businesses in the province of Ontario, heralding the fact that they're going to freeze the minimum wage for now at $14 an hour. It was slated to go up to 15 Jan 1. That's not going to happen uh, for the foreseeable future anyway, as well as giving breaks to employers when it comes to payroll taxes, like their WSIB contributions being cut by 30%. And some are claiming this is being done on the backs of injured workers. To clarify, Lori Scott is the Minister of Labor, and she's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Ms. Scott, good to have you on the show. Hi there. Hello, how are you doing this afternoon? Pretty good, and you? Good. All right, to the accusation first that uh, this is going to be, this this 30% cut will be done on the backs of injured workers and deny them benefits or cut cut their benefits short. What do you say? Well, look, uh, we had an unfunded liability that was unacceptable. Uh, We have that now at zero. So there's actually injured workers, those that, you know, unfortunate enough that have a workplace injury, I think can now be assured with and have confidence that uh, when they do need um, those benefits that they're entitled to, that they're going to be available to them in the future and then now. So this is good news uh, for the businesses in Ontario, but good news for the workers, the fact that there are uh, resources, more money there than before because they were paying down the unfunded liability, more money for them to provide the services and benefits that they are entitled to. How do you reconcile that $11.4 billion gap? How do they reconcile it and paid it off? Yeah. Well, they increased premiums for businesses by a large amount. And so they, thanks to, you know, WSIB, thanks to the businesses for taking the increased premiums, over the past several years in order to pay it down quickly so that, you know, it's just like if you're paying interest on your mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. You have less money. Now that your mortgage is paid off, you have more money. Uh, this is good news. So the businesses uh, will have, on average, their premiums dropped by 30% uh, so that they can put it back into their businesses. So this amount is like a $1.45 billion injection into the economy. I have local businesses in my writing of Halliburton Court, the Lakes Brock, that, you know, be, when the rate, rates come down in January 1st, they're going to be able to hire two more people. So we're actually creating more jobs. They're investing in their businesses, you know, investing in technology that makes their workplaces even safer for employees. 
So it, it's it's a good news for both the employees and the employers. You know, it's interesting when you mention the hiring now of more people because having spoken to a lot of people, now I grant you it's anecdotal, but they've when I sit here in the catbird seat and ask small business owners if the minimum wage hike was hurting them, that was what I heard invariably that uh, they had to let some people go, and we saw the stats come out in August from Stats Canada. Many of these uh, part-time jobs went missing to the tune of 80,000. Now, granted, some were seasonal workers, but nonetheless, uh, a large percentage of that, I would submit, were also people who did not, uh, well, they didn't didn't get retained or they lost their jobs because small business owners couldn't make it uh, make sense for them. And so uh, I'm curious about this $14 an hour minimum wage. Uh, it's going to be frozen here. It, when do you foresee it uh Going back to I don't know uh, if not fifteen dollars fourteen and a quarter fourteen fifty. So we're fulfilling the campaign promise to pause the minimum wage at fourteen dollars an hour. That was a twenty percent increase just this year for small businesses to accommodate was is a lot. And you you reflected in some of those stories that they struggled not only with um, the sudden increase, it was, you know, too much too fast, but also WSIB premiums, increase in hydro, increases red tape regulation. So small businesses are job creators. We're struggling. And those are the people we want to create jobs. So uh, we said in the campaign we're going to pause it. It is uh, the highest uh, minimum wage in Canada. And we do have to, uh, you know, be competitive. So bringing the WSIP premiums down is a competitive measure with other provinces, pausing the minimum wage to allow businesses to catch up and 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 not rising, raising it uh, further so in, in order so that businesses can have the ability to adapt in their businesses. And, you know, there were some job losses that were incurred. That's why we need to pause the minimum wage. So this can be, uh, you know, a good thing. We want to have a place in Ontario that is open for business, as as we say, and we want good-paying jobs in the province of Ontario, but we do have to stay competitive. Again, Laurie Scott is the Minister of Labour on these matters of making businesses in Ontario competitive. Any more breaks on payroll taxes or other competitive measures you're uh, looking forward to? We're certainly, uh, we are uh, looking through all ministries. We're certainly big on red tape reduction. Uh, and so we're asking all our ministries, what, uh, what are the stumbling blocks businesses have had so that has stopped them from expanding or coming to Ontario? So uh, we are definitely, this is, um, you know, the beginning of many things to come to make a climate for people to invest in Ontario, and we create good-paying jobs in Ontario. So, yes, this is going to be a very ambitious schedule, as you've seen so far. <laughs> We're open for business here in Ontario with Doug Ford and the PC government. All right. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes uh, in the days ahead, and I'm sure we'll speak then as to uh, the agenda, making it a a pro-business one. And uh, certainly that would be, I guess, uh, heralded by many in the business community as a a new day dawning because they feel like they've been under the gun, as I sensed, uh, I uh, referenced earlier with Jocelyn Bamford with the... uh, concerned small businesses and manufacturers of Ontario. They feel like they've just been taking an incessant pounding over the last number of years, and it's really put them behind the eight ball. I appreciate your time then weighing in uh, as you did, and uh, we'll look forward to talking again real soon. 
Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm just going into the Bob Cajun Fair, so if anybody's out there wants to come to Bob Cajun Fair, come on down. All right, Lori Scott again. That's right in her uh, neighborhood, which of course is uh, Halliburton Kawartha Lakes. She's the MPP and also the Minister of Labor. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, we've got some topics worthy of discussion. This whole situation with Kavanaugh down there stateside and the latest installment is that one of the Republican senators has decided that uh, he would like to see an FBI investigation. They'll give a week. Uh, I guess this is a period of grace for the FBI to sort things out and verify that he's free and clean of all of these allegations that have been made by Ms. Christine Blasey Ford the other day in the hearing. And uh, after that, he'd give his consent, but only upon that proviso. So one more week, a delay of one week. Does that have any merit? Will it wield anything uh, of consequence? We'll weigh that with our panel topics worthy of discussion coming up. Sherry DeNovo, Michael Giles, and John Capobianco on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.